Welcome to Black Girl Say Something, where this black girl has something to say. And on this episode, I wanted to talk about my journey. Um, I guess this would be probably an origin story part three. So let's just title this origin story part three, and you'll see why in just a second. But I saw this post on Facebook, and it said, My problem is, I never healed, I just kept going. And essentially, when you identify that you need to be healed, I feel like that is like such a pivotal point and that was a pivotal point for me because I just kept going. So going back to prior to meeting my kid's father, prior to meeting my children's father, I was in a relationship and um, that relationship was probably not the root of my abandonment issue, but it definitely added to my abandonment issue going back to like my childhood as a black girl not knowing my father and then meeting him and then losing him again um with no you know no conversation no you know just to go on as if I never had met him which would have been interesting enough if I never met him and I probably would have never known him um but then to get into a relationship with someone who I found to be, you know, someone that I pretty much, like, leaned on in a sense, um, and they were definitely a person who was there for me during some tough times, I mean, my mom, me and my mom falling out, um, me being on my own, and this person was there, and we had a relationship, a relationship that yielded, you know, um, the first time I was ever pregnant, I miscarried that child. And um, I was pregnant subsequently two more times after that, and I didn't keep those. Um, But for me and this person to have been together, lived together, they were genuinely concerned about my well-being, making sure I had somewhere to live, um, making sure I had a way to get to school, and just, you know, essentially they had some morals about themselves that they didn't just kind of leave me out to struggle but what took place in my life at what I would think would be the breaking point of I never got healed from it was the fact that something transpired they left and they never came back and essentially it was because you know some legal stuff had happened and they got picked up by the police or whatever so I never really dealt with that and then I was bombarded with so many other things. Like I had a a young man that was stalking me. So I was dealing with that um, issue as well as dealing with the issue of my children's father. Or if you listen to origin story um, one and two, you would hear, you know, how that interaction went and how he was pretty much forced upon me, you know, to be with him or however that went. And so I never, I never healed. I just kept going. I never really um, got to deal with the fact that I was in this place that I needed help, I needed healing, I needed to be able to speak to someone. And in talking to an old friend, she's very abreast about that relationship that I had with that person. And she was like, you were so in love with them. And she said, it just so happened one day, you just had moved on. And And now looking back on it, Maybe I should have asked you more questions. Maybe I should have, I could have done better with, you know, asking you, how did you get with this other person? 
because one day you just turned up pregnant and that's literally what had happened and you know sometimes sometimes and not all the times but there's a good portion the more I talk to people the more people tell me they listen to my podcast the more people tell me you know your story is so much like mine the more I realize a lot of us don't know where or know how to identify the moment where we need to seek help right but then we also try to align certain things and say you know what this is the way it's supposed to be and so we play a part in our own suffering by staying in a situation because we say hey this is how it's supposed to be so what my friend had said to me in our conversation about this whole thing was it almost seemed as if you just moved on because you needed you figured you know god was doing something in your life and if i could put a pin in that statement for a second in that current moment when things were so getting a little haywire for me you know this person who i was in love with i'm no longer with them you know they're looking at a whole lot of a whole lot of time you know or they were uncertain what about what that looked like um but also too in the moment of knowing the backstory um, the children's father, he was intercepting at this time. We're not, I'm not pregnant by him or anything, but he was intercepting letters and phone calls. And I remember one moment in particular when I did find out I was pregnant, I felt so heavy on my spirit to write this letter to, to him, not to the children's father, but to the person who, you know, I was no longer with. I felt this urge to write him this letter and I wrote it and it was probably a whole lot. It was, it was not a notebook but it was a good decent amount of pages. It was like four or five pages front and back. And I remember my children's father um, coming to my apartment and I had to leave him there for like a second and I went to do something or I went down to my car and when I came back up, I guess he had searched my place because he found this letter and he's like, oh, you're with me now. Why you feel the need? to tell this why you feel the need to tell this nigga what's going on with you and this that and the third and blah 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 and in the state of vulnerability if you listen to previous episode in season one compromise or be compromised i was being compromised because in my state of vulnerability in my home because this was my own apartment wasn't an apartment that we shared in my own apartment while I'm pregnant, which to me was a very vulnerable state, he was yelling and he was very irate. And I was afraid. And so if I look back on it, here I am in the year 2022. I'm looking back on, this would have been every bit of 2009. And I was afraid. I was afraid then. And so I'm not, I was not necessarily shocked that I was afraid in 2021 but my whole thing was just sharing this story with you all now I'm looking back and in 2009 I was so afraid and so you know at that moment he was like so irate and he was going off about this letter and he like took the notebook and he like shook the pages so the notebook like ripped so it flung the notebook and the pages had ripped out of it and he started tearing it up tearing it up tearing it up and I was like, okay, maybe I did something wrong. And so 
sometimes we can take accountability in the wrong way because at that moment I thought I was taking accountability so now I'm apologizing as well as I'm like okay I didn't mean to like I was then I started to backpedal I was like oh I was never gonna send it you know and it just was very damaging and so fast forward a little bit I get started to get really sick and maybe the stress of being pregnant and trying to be with this person who I don't know um exacerbated that so um, my job they put me in this thing called the employee protection not employee protection it's um when the job is like we don't want you to lose your job because you're calling out so much so we're going to you can sign up for counseling so I signed up for counseling because at that same time when I found out I was pregnant and even in the moments of sharing that information um, with my great aunt who at the time I revered her as a grandmother um, she's the one who raised my mom um, she told me like she was done with me she didn't want anything to do with me even though to me it was like I had my own place I had a job a, a, a career job and um, I think what I needed more was assistance I needed more not necessarily financial assistance but I felt like I needed help I needed a way out from this situation like back then I didn't want to be a single mom but I feel like if I could have shared with somebody more so what was going on with me with him as we I tried to progress this relationship um, I could have gotten help and I could have gotten out a lot sooner and so they recommended I go to counseling so I started going to counseling because I was an emotional wreck and um, I kind of, you know, bucked the counseling after a few sessions. I think I was supposed to do like five or six sessions. And I only did like two. Because the first one was me pretty much talking about how I ended up in this situation. And to me at the time, being pregnant was very much a situation. I never wanted to revere my daughter as a mistake. But it was very much what I called a situation. And to me, that situation was, I don't really, I, I don't want to be a mom. Like, that's not what I want. And how am I, this is what I'm telling the counselor, how am I going to be a mom? And my mom wasn't a mom to me. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. I don't have any, the, like I'm telling this man, I'm like, the odds are stacked against me. Because let's go back to when I was like 12, 13 years old. I used to hear you're going to be like your mom. You're no good. You're just a black, whatever, whatever. And so all of those emotions Especially with this lady telling me she doesn't want anything to do with me now because I'm pregnant and I should have understood myself and I should have been more better with myself and understand that I shouldn't have been pregnant the whole time. She would have never known like this was my fourth time being pregnant, you know. And so I went through a lot of those emotions, even that that third pregnancy. I had only shared it with one one person, which still and true was that same person, the same person who connected me with the children's father. So now. Yeah, here I am in this counseling session, two counsel sessions in, and he's like, well, it seems like we would need to address your abandonment issues. And, you know, a bulk of it was, I don't want to do this by myself. I didn't make this baby by myself. I had every intention of not keeping this baby. And this person, you know, is telling me, you know, they got their family to tell me also, you know, to keep this baby. I'm not going to have to do it by myself. But I don't even know them. I don't even know him. How can I trust that this so you know this counselor is like one thing about therapy that I can now tell you like all these years later 
they don't tell you the solution. They help you to um, identify the problem and then, you know, create a solution that is feasible for you. So ultimately, like the goal was, you know, um, I never got to the goals with that therapist because I was not ready to address those issues because here I am, uh, 20 years old, 21 years old, pregnant, um, from a person that I've only known a month. Um, so I don't know them while still trying to fathom the thought of what is going to happen to this other person and how is that going to go? And, you know, and I'm having this constant back and forth in my mind only to never really heal. But like that Facebook post said, I, I never healed. I just kept going and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And the more I kept going, the more that the whole situation, I was pushing it to lie dormant. So never really having dealt with the issue, but moving forward as if the issue wasn't there was so damaging to me. Um, then essentially, you know, moving forward to find that there was so much on the back end. And even if you listen to like origin stories one and two, um, the conversation I had with my son's therapist, she said, it would almost seem like he took away your right to choose what it was that you would have wanted to do. And I never thought about it that way. But when you think about the fact that you're intercepting phone calls, you know, and being that he was somebody who just got out of prison as well, it's like you would think you know the importance of getting a call from jail. It had to be pretty important. And so for you to intercept those calls and not tell me this person called or for you to intercept letters when you should know how important that is, you took away my right to choose. And I remember when I first found out, you know, there's a number of times where he cheated, but <clears throat> to what I consider cheating, you know, um, but the major infidelity that happened while we were married, I remember telling him. You're only apologizing. My thing is, it had you told me you no longer wanted to be with me. Don't take away my right to choose. Don't lie to me. Uh, when you lie to me and you sneak and you creep and you do all of these things while trying to tell me you love me, what you're doing is you're taking away my right to choose. And, you know, he threw some, um, some, what I, what I call spiritual manipulation bullcrap at me and was like, you know, this was back in 2017 and 18 when I wanted to be divorced. Because remember, this season that I'm posting an episode every day in October, I just want to reflect. And in that moment of reflecting, you know, when I say, hey, I don't. Um, you have been having sex with someone else quite regularly, um, six months quite regularly. You know, I don't want to have sex with you. And then you go and you reach out to a pastor to let them know that I'm withholding sex, but you didn't tell them that you had cheated on me. And so they come back with a Bible verse and said Bible verse is something to the effect of, they didn't send them the whole verse, but they sent them a partial verse. And it's like, um, wives are not to withhold sex unless, um, the husband and wife agree. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're quoting this verse to me, but did you tell them what you did? Because based on what you did, if we're going to go Bible days, like you should be, yeah, I should, we should be divorced. Right. And he was like, oh, well you can't divorce me because, um, 
the Bible doesn't honor a woman's right to divorce. And I was like, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. And so there was always this constant battle. And even in, in an attempt to try to find uh, what I should say, spiritual leadership. And this is going to be another episode for another time. But for this statement, even trying to find like spiritual leadership, because I'm trying to do things in the quote unquote, God given way, the godly way. I found myself being more in bondage and more trapped because there were people and and consider this people who <clears throat> want to lead people in the way of God are still people nonetheless so their emotions are evolved and I remember thinking you know now I'm in this place where I'm at peace nobody wants to see a couple who they think have it together get divorced and no one wants to see a couple who they think makes sense um, divorce over something that to them might seem small and trivial because it's like oh well he you know initially it's like oh he was only texting women and women are reaching out to me via Instagram I'm like hey isn't this your husband and I'm like yeah so I would I wouldn't really like answer them back but then I would go to him and say hey you know what you're doing is embarrassing to both of us um consider that you post me and stuff like that and so women do their research and these women who you're trying to slide in their DMs, um, quite naturally, I would say are women who are not even in your caliber of women. And I realized I wasn't his caliber of women either. You know, I just was playing build a person. I was trying to build this idea so I don't feel abandoned in the situation that I had created. Man, the level of accountability that I have now versus the level of accountability that I even had over six months ago is drastic where I can identify the part that I played and then get to a place where in future episodes I'll talk about how do you get to self-forgiveness um and I'm only wanting relationships and you know when I say relationship people ultimately think romantic no this can go for a or platonic relationships, friendships, business partnerships, um, anything where you have an expectation of yourself in the situation in dealing with people is considered a relationship. Even if they're an acquaintance, that's a, a level of relationship. It might not be as significant, but we have to get to a place where, you know, romantic relationships aren't the only significant relationships. And once I started to identify that I'm doing the work to be better, a better person, not just a better wife. Because I feel like essentially if I came into the situation a broken person and now I'm working on being a better person, that would ultimate, ultimately make me a better wife. It would ultimately make me a better mom. So I wasn't going to therapy for the goal of being a better wife. I just wanted to know and identify where did I mess up in not being this person that he would always bash me for not being. And it was that wasn't the case. And to be here and say, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that I messed up when I didn't confront my issues head on initially, it happens. And I just want to leave you with this. If something was said on this episode that resonated with you, I encourage you to share it with at least one person. And remember for the month of October, there's an episode each and every day at 1 p.m. And you can tune in on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Anchor FM, and also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Black Girl Say Something, where this black girl has something to say. And 
if you click the link to make a monthly subscription to Black Girl Say Something. It aids in the future production of the podcast. Thank you for listening.